Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by Peter Sage, a world-renowned international and serial entrepreneur, author, philosopher, and teacher. His unique way of looking at and relating to life has inspired tens of thousands of people worldwide to reinvent themselves. He's also the best-selling author of the book, The Inside Track, which I know we're going to talk about today. Peter, thanks so much for joining us. Seth, absolute pleasure. Great to be here, my friend. Let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get started? Oh, wow. Um, dropped out of school at 16, realized that school essentially teaches you how to pass tests and work for somebody else. Uh, wasn't high on my agenda. Um, started my first business at 17 and, and kind of failed my way through, to be fair. Uh, always knew that uh, being an entrepreneur and controlling your own income was always the, the goal. you know. And if I went and had a job, then I'd be settling for what I was less than I was worth because if I'm earning $1,000 a week, then the job's got to be worth more than a thousand bucks a week. Otherwise there's nothing in it for the business owner. So I figured that out early on. It fit my pictures of not being academic. You know, I couldn't spell MBA. Yeah, so I thought I'd go out, swing the bat uh, and realize that history always has and always will favor the risk taker. That's kind of set me off. All right, congratulations. I know the longer version of that story is in the book, obviously. Let's talk a little bit about, um, you're up to some really cool things. Talk a little bit about what you're doing now. Well, I'm, I'm very blessed that I, for many years, I was identified as an entrepreneur first and a kind of a speaker coach second. You know, I built 27 international companies, uh, some of which have worked, <laughs> some of which have failed majestically, some have wiped me out, some sort of stayed ideas when I was drunk, uh, and some that have been you know, international success stories. And, and through all of that, yeah, I, I always was able to share the lessons I've learned, pretty similar to yourself, Seth, with what you're doing with your tribe here, uh, to try to help other people that want to walk that path. But it was really a, a turning point in my identity around about five, six years ago when I shifted from being an entrepreneur first and a sort of speaker coach you know, second to really making coaching and helping people my main business. Uh, and so that's really what I'm doing now. We, we've got you know, tens of thousands of people that we're, we're helping, whether that's young entrepreneurs, seasoned entrepreneurs, you know, entrepreneurs, you know, all the way through to, to those that are just struggling in the economic climate right now and need to know how to get their mind right. And then what inspired you to write the book? Well, it was never meant to be a book. <clears throat> it's actually the 11 letters that I wrote from prison four years ago. Oh, my goodness. Tell us about that. As the only non-criminal in Britain's most violent jail. 
I was actually arguing a, a big business deal in court, a multi-million dollar deal with a, a multi-billion dollar company who I probably won't name yeah, as Hewlett Packard. And yeah, the, uh, it was, they surprised me with a contempt of court application. Now, you, you're a business guy, Seth. You, you've been around the block enough. You know that when it comes to litigation yeah, in business, it's a tool. It's a positioning tool. And they were putting pressure on me to settle, and I didn't you know, want to play ball. I thought what they were doing was extortion, yeah, legal bullying. And so therefore I resisted. They put a contempt of court application in to add pressure. I didn't think it would be taken seriously. I gambled wrong. I got sent for six months as the only non-criminal, never been charged of a crime, still don't have a criminal record and served six months in the most violent prison in the UK, lost everything, my business, my wedding, my, you know, my income, everything. Came out after six months, third of a million in debt, no credit rating, no business, nothing, complete reset and third of a million in the hole. But Every two weeks while I was inside, I wrote to my senior students, showing them what I was doing, because I decided I wasn't going to go in yeah, as an identity of a prisoner. I was going in as a secret agent of change. Now, I've been in personal growth 30 years. I, I'm at that time, 25 years. You know, I was the youngest trainer for Tony Robbins you know, back in 2002, spent 15 years working with Tony around the world on psychotherapeutic intervention, understanding how to get people to, to have lasting change and transformation. And I thought, wow, what an amazing opportunity to walk into somewhere where people would never get to see the work that you and I usually do to inspire people. And if the universe or whatever one of you call it, you know, wants to send me in to hold a candle for, for people there, then let me go do what I do. And so I never went in with the identity of a prisoner. That's victimhood. I went in with the identity of a secret agent of change. And anyway, long story short, I ended up getting a lot of the prisoners off drugs. I was stopping suicides. I redesigned the intake system to reduce violence between the wings. I won a national award for the work that I was doing in there. The, the, the stuff that I did is now being used in prisons all over the world, changing tens of thousands of lives a month. And, and yeah, I don't say that to impress anyone. I say it to impress upon them that, yeah, no matter what happens, we all get bends in the river of life. There are no straight lines in nature. Yeah, we live a growth-centric experience, not a comfort-centric experience. That's why we're here. Yeah, if, you're, if you think that the purpose of life is to design yourself into a comfort zone, I've got news for you. Life's going to slap you out of it. Yeah, we know that mammals, if they perceive something in the external world as a threat, they go weak. If they see it as a challenge, they go strong. And so you know, if we are running away from our problems or trying to design our life so we don't have them, we're going to go weak when we're faced with the inevitable growth opportunities that show up. And I just wanted to demonstrate to my students that what I've been teaching them for the last 20 years you know, doesn't work on stage. It doesn't work when the cameras are running, you've got B-roll and second takes. It works in a prison where you can walk in losing everything, smiling, yeah, walk out, yeah, having made a significant difference and build yourself back up. I got excited. It's like, wow, I've never dug myself out of a hole this deep before. Let's see how it shows up. Uh, and today I'm, I'm debt-free and my credit rating's back. I've, got a, I've done more business in 2021 than you know, the last five years combined. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just an amazing opportunity to, to show what we're here to do, which is to be an example and an invitation for others. Okay, so that is absolutely incredible. Not only was your attitude, mindset, and desire going into prison like unbelievable, because most people would view that as the end and come out bitter and perhaps better trained criminals who knows than when they went in you looking at it as a secret agent of change is unbelievable i mean that is so empowering and such a wonderful story to tell and then to turn it into what you did is absolutely amazing 
what were what was one of the biggest lessons you learned while attempting to implement change inside of those walls that are designed to prevent that? Well, as I said, we, we can't stop challenges showing up, nor should we. Yeah, the, the challenge is our position in, in terms of relation to it. Yeah, if you're an athlete in the gym, but you don't know you're an athlete, then you're going to resist the workout. You're going to take this personal trainer person who's like making you do push-ups till your arms ache or run on the treadmill till you're sick. Yeah, and you're going to try to avoid them. You're going to try and complain. You're going to do the least amount to tick the box on the workout sheet. But if you know you're an athlete and you're after the gold medal, if you're not throwing up in 30 minutes, you want your money back. Yeah, it's, it's your attitude towards it. So you can't change what has happened. Case closed. Trying to implement a, uh, I, I, first thing I did was implement a, a zero tolerance policy on self-talk of what if, if only, yeah, if the milk is spilled, you can't put it back in the bottle by complaining about hoping it wasn't spilled. Right, that doesn't work. And so freeing up the energy of resistance to your current circumstances allows you to channel that energy into what's the next best move to make uh, to deal with those circumstances. Uh, and so when I was sentenced to, to six months to, you know, in, in jail, I'm like, okay. I mean, I had a big seminar that was running the next week. We just spent 50 grand on Facebook ads to sell 50 grand worth of tickets. And now 50 grand of people want their money back. And yeah, it was, it was absolute, you know, yeah, horse show. And I, I realized that if I spend one second dawdling on all of that stuff and on a pity party of, of life, then I'm never going to have this level of resourcefulness to, to look or ask better questions. And the first skill that I teach my uh, writing to my, my students, I'm saying, listen, we all star in the movie of our life. Most people, unfortunately, give up their power and they become an unpaid film extra in everybody else's movie. But if you want to create the best movie you can, ask better questions. What's great about this? I've not noticed yet. How can I turn this to my advantage? You know, if this was a test, how would I pass it? Yeah, it, questions are the steering wheel of the mind. They direct focus. And so, yeah, for me, I remember writing in the first letter, and these letters were all of the tradecraft. It was part everything I've learned and how I was getting people off drugs or suicide or dealing with the violence, um, uh, part, you know, personal diary, part you couldn't make it up, but it was real. And, and yeah, I remember in the first letter, I said, listen, we all have what I call graduation events in earth school. I believe we're in earth school, yeah, where we're tested on, you know, what, you know, can we walk our talk? And I'm like, listen, don't worry about me. I'm just on location for the next six months filming the prison scene in my movie. And if mm. I'm lucky enough to be able to have the last words out of my mouth in the final scene of my movie and be able to choose them, it would be this. Wow. Now that was a movie I would pay to see again. Yeah. And what, what, what do you want in a movie like that? You want everything. You want drama and romance and comedy and tragedy. You want, you want to experience the range of what it means to be human, not live this little safety, you know, uh, got to the end and never risked anything, but never felt anything kind of life. Yeah, that's the life of the entrepreneur. We, we know what it's like. The ability to handle uncertainty is what defines us. And so, you know, from that perspective, I was just applying it in a different, you know, it wasn't in business. Yeah, it was in a, a, a very different scenario, but the same kind of skill set. And that's why when I came out, they said I had to publish the letters because they'd changed that they'd learned more from those letters and following me around the world for the last two years on stage. Uh, this is private letters. This was never meant to be a book. I'm, I wasn't trying to you know, put this to the world, but uh, the, the tagline, if you actually have a look, is, the ultimate guide to conquering adversity. And nowhere did I think that in two, three years time, so many people would be going through their own adversity with what the global situation is. And, and everything that you can apply in that book is turning around the lives of pretty much everyone that's read it. Very, very blessed, very grateful for the experience. 
That is absolutely incredible. You achieved such an amazing turnaround and, and rebuilt something even better than before. What would you say your biggest challenge is now? Uh, staying humble. I mean, I, it's always about, you know, re remembering that I sometimes look back and read the letters myself that, wow, did that happen? Uh, and yeah, it did. I mean, if you go to the back of the book, you'll see letters from not just the prisoners, but the prison officers, the guards, the governors of the prison, the teachers there about the movement that we, you know, I was able to create inside and the difference that it's made. Uh, and for me, really, it's about understanding that all I am is a, I'm blessed to play the role of holding up a mirror to remind other people of their own greatness. The second I make it about me or the fact that it went Amazon number one in two hours or any getting on that high horse, I'm probably going to get knocked down off it. So it's really about staying grounded, understanding that it's not because I'm special. It's not because I'm smart. Far from it. I just had a skill set that I'm hopefully able to pass on to other people to help them through their journey and, and sort of just to have that level of context. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? Seeing the results of the people that yeah, make the breakthroughs. Yeah, you, you get a fly that bangs its head against the window when there's one open three inches to the right. It can die still doing yeah, this. Whereas it only takes one little shift. And for so many people, it's only one little shift. But if they don't know there's an open window next to them, they can go to their grave running the same patterns. Yeah, And, and when people wake up, and this is one of the bigger ha's that I teach my students, that the golden rule in personal growth is that people will never rise above the opinion of themselves. Mm. And it's not down a lack of opportunity, lack of money-making abilities. If you don't understand how to shift your inner game, then you can have all the best money-making opportunities, right time, right place, whatever. You're simply going to find different ways of earning the same amount of money because that's where the ceiling is. So being able to shift people through that is what you know, I get my reward. Their success is my reward. How do you identify what that limiting belief, for lack of a better term, is? And then how do you break through it? Go back to, I said about asking better questions. You know, what do you believe about money? And you'll usually find that most people have limiting beliefs they inherited from their parents, from people of influence growing up. And that has been subconsciously attacking or sabotaging their own sense of growth. Now, if you had a conflict where you saw your mom and dad argue over money, you link money to lack of connection or anger, you're going to unconsciously get rid of it the second it shows up. Or yeah, if you think that you know rich people, because your parents said that rich people you know got there by lying and cheating, you're going to stay at a certain level because you're going to associate lack of ethics to you know being you know, wealthy, or you're going to try to keep going and try to get as much money as possible, not understanding there is a massive difference Seth, between a life chasing success and a life chasing fulfillment. And I ask people, would you rather be rich or abundant? And you know J.D. Rockefeller on his deathbed still trying to make money, ask the question, how much is enough? His answer, just a little bit more. Now, I, I work with a coaching client in Japan worth $760 million on antidepressants. You know why? Because he wasn't a billionaire yet. It never ends. It never ends. Yeah, if you are linking your self-worth to your net worth, you are on a hamster wheel to nowhere when it comes to fulfillment and joy. And so, you know, being able to get people to understand that their only beliefs, a belief is nothing more than a feeling of certainty. But if you don't know how to uncover it and then put in new references and ask questions like, is that still true for me? You know, that alone, the awareness of that, because people don't like staring in the mirror. They want to stare at Netflix. Yeah, you know, if, they, if they see something uncomfortable that challenged their own identity, yeah, you know, they don't reach for a shovel off their back and start digging for the gold. They reach for a drink, an excuse, a distraction.
So being able to have that level of saying, listen, where I am is okay, but what would be my next step? You don't look at a 15-year-old and, and call them an imperfect adult. Yeah, no, they're a perfect 15-year-old. If you're complaining the fact, oh, look where I am, and it's took me X amount of years to realize, great, you're in the perfect place now. Play the game of feel great now, not what everyone else is trying to do, which is feel great when. That's never going to happen, right? You're going to be the richest man in the graveyard, and unfortunately realize that you get to the end of the game playing by the wrong rules. That is amazingly beautiful and exactly what our listeners needed to hear today for those watching and listening who want to learn more, which should be everyone in Shark Nation. Um, where is the best place for them to go to learn more about you and the book? Well, I'm, uh, I want to do something special for, for the people here because yeah, my mission is to get this into as many hands as possible because it's making such a difference right now. So I'm essentially giving it away. Yeah, you can go to Barnes and Noble and pay $24.95 if you really want or Amazon. But yeah, I, I've had a whole load printed. I love your audience. They're my tribe. Yeah, I'm I'm an entrepreneur. I was on one of the seasons of Dragon's Den, which is kind of similar to yeah, yep, the, I've seen uh, it uh, uh, on Shark Tank. And so yeah, if I if we can try to help as many people as possible, because that's what's going to get the world back. Resourceful people that can handle and step up to their challenges, not run from or complain. So I'm going to give this away as a copy to every single one of the, the listeners or viewers here. Just chip in a little bit to cover the shipping, and I'll send you a personal copy of this to your door. And if you go to getpeatsbook.com slash shark, I'll set that offer up for everybody here that wants to go and grab a copy for themselves. And here's what I'd encourage. If you read it and it impacts you, which I know it will, you know, read any of the reports on Amazon, Kindle, iTunes, Audible, Give it to somebody who you think is struggling. Take from it what you can. Pass it on to somebody that you care about. You think, well, it, it's, it, it's creating magic. And that's, that's what makes every second I spent in jail worth it 10 times over. Absolutely incredible. This has been Seth Green with Peter Sage. Go to getpeatsbook.com forward slash art. Get your copy now. Thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. My pleasure, my friend. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll see you or talk to you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text pitch to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.